and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Hey, guess what? Spooftober. What? It's Spooftober. Hey. Hey. Um. Do you guys actually? I left uh, since we're before we start recording. Um, I just got to grab my microphone. So, uh, will you guys come with me to go get my microphone? Yeah, yeah sure. Let's go way. with him. Okay. okay, it's just in this. Uh, you know, I'm down here in the base. We're all down here in uh, <laughs> in the studio with our masks off. Uh, yeah, French yeah, kissing. Of and <laughs> no, I have my mask over my mouth, not on my nose though. <laughs> yeah, I have mine over my eyes. Um, oh, good. oh good yeah you don't want to get that in your eyes it's very contagious up there anyway i just left my microphone in the sub basement uh i just gotta open up this creaky uh, uh cellar okay. door here okay. whoa i don't so i got creaky. a bad feeling about this kelly come on it's our good friend scott he said oh, let's go find his microphone i knew i should have stayed home from the haunted house today <laughs> Um, did you guys feel that cold draft that blew out of the door? Oh, yeah. oh now that I, you mention it, I really did. I have goosebumps on my goosebumps. <laughs> well, I guess uh, nothing to do but go on down, shall we, fellas? All right, let's go. Clomp, dunk, clomp, clomp, step, clomp, step, clomp, step. Clomp, clomp, Hold on. I got to put some more beer in my R.L. Stein. Clump, 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 clump. Did you hear that strange moning sound? Uh, no, I. Oh, what is that? Oh, now that you oh, mentioned no. it, I did hear that strange moaning sound. Hey, oh, what uh, is that? Put, put some reverb on this, Smarty. <laughs> put reverb on <laughs> this. Uh, the, the spirit, spirit, are you asking me for something? Have you unfinished business, spirit? I want reverb. Oh, you want re? Nah, I don't think so. I don't think you're gonna get reverb. I can put, tell you that right Put now. reverb in a little bit of delay. <laughs> Oh, wait, do you want, what kind of reverb do you want? Do you want large room? Do you want medium hall, room? Hall. Oh, you want okay, I, I want, want hall reverb. Okay, I can get you all. I can get you all. Can you turn up my monitor? My brother goes. Hello, friend. Oh, I'm surrounded by, Shut where did Scott and Kelly go? Anyway, Marty, when you edit this, Two reverbs, please. One apiece. Ah, oh, man. All right. It's a tall order, but I can do it. If you give us the reverb, we shall relinquish the microphone unto ye. I promise you. Just give me the microphone. Please, Mr. Ghost. Please. Oh, no. have any flagger. <laughs> Wait, what? Flat. <laughs> I think it's pronounced flanger, my Spectoral friend. I've never heard about it. Oh, I feel myself being sucked back into the nether realm. I shall release the microphone. Goodbye, ghost. Oh, I got it. Nice. Right in my hand. You know, I was really scared, but they seem like cool dudes. Hey, what the hell happened? I've been... Scott, where did you go? I sleep on the very the cold ground below. Oh, yeah. Why are you Why are you licking my toes right now, you sick freak? Ah, I sleep apnea. Well, hold on. Let's check this microphone quick. 
It's good. <laughs> Welcome to Smooth Scoops and Hamilton Songs. Wait, I have to go plug it in. Let's go back oh, upstairs. Oh, hold on, hold on. Step, 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 step. The audience hold on, is let never. me close the Marty, door. They're I don't, not going to believe. They're not going to believe. Very... Yeah, also, it's yeah. chilly in here. Yeah, the draft is like, let me close this door. I made the mistake. I shouldn't have introed the show while we were in the cellar. Yeah. My mistake. <laughs> that was fucking weird. Okay. I'm plugging the microphone. Okay. Okay, good. Let me just, uh, hit, all right, should we all hit record? <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, all let's, hit record. Let's count down. Let's count down. Okay. Three, Hold on, two. I, just one bad joke before we start recording. Um, <laughs> I thought I thought the mics were hot, but with that draft, they were only lukewarm. Okay, let's go. <laughs> yes, go, ahead. go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. No, that was really good, Kelly. You should, <laughs> I should say that after we record, too? <laughs> yeah, please. No, I don't feel comfortable. I can't do that. Only when it's off the cuff. <laughs> Fair enough. I re- you know what? I respect your commitment to the craft. I want to add something. Seconds before we recorded, my wife said, you still have to record the second one? Just hurry up, please. Yeah. Well, great. Well, we better get to it. We better Count get down to it. Count in. Count us in, baby. Wait, wait, wait. Colby clearly. Will you count me in? Okay, go ahead. Three. <laughs> two. One. Record. Welcome to Smooth Scoops and Novelty Songs, <laughs> the, a podcast. The podcast about dumb shit. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> what was that? That's that's right. This week we begin Spooftober, our month-long scary, spooky, bubbly spoof movie. <laughs> Marty, uh, can you add? Uh, you know how we do metrics for the cast for we get the downloads yeah, yeah, and the yeah. stuff. Yeah. Can you just add fun? Because I think we'd be off the charts in fun. <laughs> I do think we have the highest fun meter of any <laughs> podcast out there. Like none of them touch us for fun. We already are at yeah. 1.0 out of 1.0 on being the uh-huh. podcast about dumb shit. Yep. And we're like at like a 90 out of probably 110 on fun. Yeah. I love the fun that we uh, share together. Yeah, the fun is good. You like. This week, we begin Spooftober with Shaun of the Dead. Wait, Marty, edit in in a Thunderbolt right there, please. Right before you say Shaun of the Dead, edit in the Thunderbolt. Well, let's get it clean if he's going to do the Thunderbolt. All right, ready? Who's doing it? Scott's doing it. I'm not doing this. Okay, okay. Wait, the Thunderbolt? You want me to do it? it, Yeah. Wait. Do what? Okay, okay, no, Marty, you go. No, oh my god, no, go on fucking freesound.org. We're not going to do somebody's <laughs> mouth noise here. I'll do it, I'll, I'll do, do it, I'll do it. All right, all right. I'll do it. This week we're reviewing and then pause, and then I'll do it. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay, yep. you ready? Go. Okay. This, this week we're reviewing... Okay, we're going to freesound.org to get a better one. That was fine. <laughs> I know. I, the, honestly, that was about as good as a mouth noise one could have been, and it yeah. fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Wow. <sighs> Shaun of the Dead, a 2004 zombie movie spoof written and directed by Edgar Wright. This was his second feature film. This was co-written by and starring Simon Pegg as a slacker trying to get back together with his girlfriend during a zombie apocalypse. The film was inspired by Wright and Pegg's sitcom Spaced, specifically a dream sequence from that show where Pegg imagines a zombie apocalypse. This movie was a huge indie hit, making $30 million on a $6 million budget, cementing the careers of Wright, Pegg, co-star Nick Frost, and this is an absolute cult 
classic, even used as a modern example for disease control. Every late 20s dude who loves movies, quote unquote, had this movie's poster on their dorm room wall. And this, along with Wright's other work, cemented him as a sort of Internet favorite modern director with his strong sense of action, comedy, heartstring pulling, reflexivity, wit, dialogue, etc. You know it. You love it. And now we're going to very seriously analyze this movie. <laughs> Let's get to it. There is. Gentlemen. I'll start. I'll start. There is nothing to analyze. If you haven't seen this movie, turn this podcast off, flush your phone <laughs> down the toilet, and go rent this on Blu-ray and watch it because it's so fucking good that I forgot how good it was that it's just like eye candy. Every time you watch it, there's something new to taste, something new to smell, something new to feel. This movie rips, dude. It's so good. Oh, my God. I forgot how good this movie is, and I forgot how much I love Edgar Wright and how... Uh, vanilla of a favorite director he is because it's just like the safest pick of any director. Every time one of the, yeah, every time people start having an opinion like that, like this guy's like overrated or like this is like a safe choice. Well, it's like, hey, you know what? There's a fucking reason. There is a fucking reason. It's good. Like this movie is uh, a guy doing a take on a genre and it's just like maybe one of the best movies of that genre period. Like it's not even debatable that this is like a classic of the genre. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. There's so much to love about this movie, to love about the directing of photography, the framing of all the jokes. He just takes comedy in movies to a different level. And this is, I could go on about all of his other movies that he does this in, but like Shaun of the Dead is like just a masterclass. Like film students would love a sliver of what he achieves (laughs) in the first 20 minutes of this film. It is so good. I just, I couldn't. I was rewatching it and I knew I liked it and I just forgot mm-hmm. why I liked it and how good it was, how he does this whole, he does like two sequences to start the movie off right away and they are nearly identical, but one has zombies in it and the other one does not. And it's just, it's insane. This That's ugh. the uh, the long take of Simon Pegg walking to the convenience yes. store you're talking about, right? Yes, where he gets the, uh, what's the ice cream? Cornetto? He gets a Cornetto. The yep. Cornetto. That sequence is also, I think, I think it's the best example of how to do low budget indie filmmaking and make it seem like the production value is really high. Because by doing the mimic shots like that, you actually kind of like subtly imply to the audience that there's like higher production thought going into it. And it actually adds so much. It adds so much like value to the product. Like you feel like, oh, shit, like this is like, oh, I'm clever for getting this stuff. This is really creative and big. But it's like not like that. That probably could have cost them like, you know a thousand dollars to shoot that or something it's so low budget but it works perfectly and sells the movie so well. the thing yeah. about this i mean like sometimes you go to a movie to turn your brain off and you watch the avengers fight each other this movie mm-hmm. you go you kind of turn your brain on a little bit because every shot has you thinking about like okay what does this represent what does this mean what is, is this going to come back up and then like oh that's neat that he did that like the red on his shirt bit yep just it's just so good it just it blows my this mind what he is, comes up uh, you know that like the the meme of um charlie from it's always sunny in philadelphia where <laughs> yeah. he's in front of the uh, yes yeah the string the conspiracy yeah where like there's like so much like connective tissue in this movie you know i don't even know if it's i, I think it's more just like nothing is set up that doesn't pay off like it's not like it's like convoluted with that stuff i think it's just like 
every reference they make is always going to lead to something that's going to pay off and it's always going to feel really satisfying when it happens like all the mentions of when they first go to the winchester every single line of dialogue is nothing is wasted like every single line pays off later on like they literally just like set up all this stuff and it's it's not like it's hard to follow but my point i guess is like it's not hard to follow any of it it's really okay, just like one my to one like, metaphor wasn't one to one marty i know you i got know. Me. I think it's you like, got me okay it's no, like i'm sorry it's like that scene uh in so it's that scene in it's always sunny in philadelphia if it was like real if it if the strings were actually attaching to real things in between them it's it's basically yeah. my i just my mean there's a lot of string theory. that's all i'm saying there is I'm a lot of string amount of boy. string not the not the pattern of the string the amount okay <laughs> we're on the same page okay. we're all agreeing we all agree there's a lot of string in this movie and i think it's blue string not red i think like all that stuff also it's like it's just also really like thought, it, but it's all grounded in the characters. And that's the thing that makes this movie work so well is like it really does minus one aspect of this movie that I think actually hurts it a little bit. But that was the only thing I had. I only had one real problem with this movie and watching it this time. But the rest of like all the supporting cast and Sean's relationship to everybody is so playful. Everybody gets at least one thing, even like his old friend who says his name like Sean every single time. Like that's all her character really gets. And it's fucking hilarious it just works they also have like so it's it's sean's group where he's got sean his buddy ed uh his girlfriend slash ex-girlfriend his mom his girlfriend's two friends that's like what makes up their crew and then when he meets up with his old friend in the middle of the movie she's got her own crew and it's just like this little yeah you know it's you don't have to think about that but it's just this whole mega version like what what's their adventure going you know it's yeah it's like a seinfeld reference to me a little bit yes yes it might be it might be what inspired it but yeah it's i think martin freeman is um like the in one of the he was yeah yeah that's he, he was uh the like her boyfriend or something yeah, and that, I feel like it's we could we could just sit here all day listing all of the iconic bits because like like that one I feel like is like like every single like major great sight gag in this movie everyone has talked like because it's just such a like a classic it was just such an immediate classic everything was so it, it just put all of them on the map like instantly like Simon Pegg went from this movie to being like the comedy sidekick in every major franchise going forward mm-hmm. and Nick Frost went like right into like being like a reputable comic actor and Edgar Wright went on to make like his version of this movie for like all these other genres since then he's made like five other movies that are all also really great yeah. like he also uh just one more reference to that nega group matt lucas mm-hmm. is in it yes and matt lucas yep. if you're watching british bake-off he's the new co-host yep. with Noel fielding so mm-hmm. just crazy full circle there a little bit because half it's actually half circle i've been watching a lot of british bake-off i have a hot take paul hollywood shakes too many people's hands well <laughs> you're only saying that because of covid and, and these in these unprecedented times <laughs> You know, not even these precedent times. I think he just gives away that handshake too easily. It's a big, it's supposedly this big fucking deal, but he's shaking everybody. There was an episode where you shook like four people's hands in one episode. Let him I'm like, have oh, it. Let him have shake it. Hands- no, it's because he, it's nice he smoked a doobie before that episode. And he's like, <laughs> Whoa. Oh, this tastes so good. <laughs> Who made this Doritos cake? <laughs> What, what did you say, Scott? I think he should shake every single person's hand. That's the whole fucking point of that show. Is they're all nice, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's just British television. Like if you yeah. watch any BBC show, 
it's got a whole different <laughs> vibe to it. I think Gordon Ramsay should have to go on there, and then they be nice to him, and it yeah, breaks him. Makes him nice, yeah. Well, if you ever watch, uh, it's not Hotel Hell. What's the other one? Kitchen Nightmares, Kitchen Nightmares. the BBC version. Dude, that is, much is so yeah. good. It's so much more like heartwarming than the American yeah. version. It's it's the American version on like way too much CBD. Is the BBC <laughs> version of Kitchen Nightmares? It's just vibing. They're like, well, we'll fix it. <laughs> and he's like, okay, good. Just fix it mm-hmm. then. And they're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so my one negative on this movie, I the girlfriend plot of this movie is like not that thought out, personally. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a it little drags. Here's what I would say is that I think it's actually fine up until the very end. And then it's like... Um, She's just finally sitting in the fucking apartment. I agree with that. (laughs) The end of the movie is really depressing because he doesn't. He's still stuck in his own ways. His old ways. It's like they do the thing where it's like he returns to his special world, but he or his normal world. Right. But uh, he goes back home and he's going to live the exact same life and nothing he's done has changed him. Uh, and his girlfriend has just like basically given up. It's really dep- I think it's a really depressing ending. Like, and I think it goes along with the movie. The movie is like about how like they're doing the thing of like everybody is a zombie in their in the real world oh, as well wait, as like, what? real zombies. They were doing yeah. that. Sorry. Oh, no, Marty, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for breaking. Holy well, shit, they were, now, dude. Kelly, do you remember in the credits? When like they were showing people doing repetitive tasks with a vacant uh, look on their face. Uh, oh my, dude, my bean. <laughs> I know it's my job to say obvious things. So yes, yes. No, no, no. It's it's a good thing to point out. Because like <laughs> no, I never. Okay, the reason it's it's okay to point this stuff out is because <laughs> I never understood the correlation between Animal Farm and like politics that were happening at the time oh. Animal Farm was written. Oh, really? Yeah, that just like didn't click with me when we were reading it for school in high school. So now whenever someone points out subtext. Like, These pigs and cows are on some shit. Yeah, like what's going on? Who cares? <laughs> this is wild. I guess like, yeah, I also don't want to be at each other. <laughs> some pigs are more equal than other pigs, Kelly. I guess so. <laughs> Babe, Charlotte. If the, if those, are, <laughs> those are definitely the best pigs. <laughs> Babe 2. <laughs> oh, I love Babe 2. That's my favorite big, pig. Pig in the big city. Wait, big in the pig city? All right. It's um, pig in the pig city. It's pig in the pig city, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's pig in the pig city. I think I got to turn Scott up a little bit here for me. The, no, here, let me, I'll give you, it's pig in the pig city. Okay, it's pig you, in the you. pig city. I couldn't hear you, I couldn't hear you. Does that sound good now? One more time, one yes, more time. Perfect. Just clean. It's pig. Yeah, Can we get that? <clears throat> let's get that clean, Scott. <clears throat> Scott Carey, uh, reading for... <laughs> Reading for Babe 2. It's Pig in the Pig City. <laughs> oh, he's cast. He's an old Brooklyn man. Hey, it's Pig in the Pig City, all right? Oh, even better. Oh, I love the spin Wait, on it. That was great. It's Pig in the Pig City, laddie. Oh, he's Ooh. Irish now, too. This is crazy. Oh, yeah. oh. That's right. It's Pig in the Pig City. It's pig in the pig in the pig Sydney. Uh, I agree with you, Scott, though. I think that, that that's where it does fall off a little bit. But, I, but I, it weirdly, like, it works for the movie. That's my point, though, is that it works for the movie that they kind of both become lethargic at the end of it, because I think the point of the movie is that, like, it's more, it seems like the movie's, like, celebrating Sean's lifestyle a little bit, and I don't, I don't hate that. Like, it's, I don't know. It works in the end. Like, the movie's satisfying in a way, so. Yeah, I mean, 
wrapping up movies is hard because like yeah the reality is a lot of times things don't have a conclusion they just don't yes yeah so stop asking for one in movies and when you're trying to escape from the real world <laughs> idiot like 2020 is not gonna end and then 2021 is not season two like it's gonna be shitty <laughs> in 2021 too probably anyways it was a good movie <laughs> i that's the scariest part of spooftober yeah that it never ends <laughs> that we're building up to the election <laughs> yeah spoofvember election year <laughs> all election spoofs I also, I think the other thing that I think works in favor of the movie, this movie is so fucking violent, and so, like, it doesn't downplay the violence at all in a way, and that makes the... Yeah, it's violent. The tone of this movie is so strong. Like, the movie is so... It's like a weird thing where it's like, you can just tell it's a really strong, really, uh, cr- like, re- ready-to-go director who just, like, the whole package of this movie is perfect the look of it is perfect the way it's shot the way it's color corrected the acting it is the tone of the acting is perfect where it's all grounded but they all make bits but it's still like serious enough and the violence is really serious but it's also played for comedy like it's just a really perfectly done dark comedy and that's I got, so difficult to pull off i got one word for you baby uh-huh pacing it's all the timing in this movie is what yeah, uh, I think yeah. does it. Like the timing of like the edits and the acting. Like it's obvious that like the actors like kind of understood what the pacing of the scene needed to be for the Kelly's whole keeping thing time. To- pacing. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly was keeping time. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. Like I, I think, uh, and, and I think it helped that all of them had pretty much all worked. Like this, the cast and Wright were all pretty much involved with space. Their sitcom for. A few years before this movie so like they all clearly had had a real good rhythm of how to it's make like jazz baby work. yeah um and space is really similar space space like space is good delivery wise space is, really is also like yeah. clearly edgar wright's learning grounds of like yeah that's like where he got a lot of his chops and it's it it was pretty good off the bat but he clearly learned a lot from what he did so yeah um i don't know i could jerk edgar wright off like just and boy it's it's gross but like damn dude he is just it this movie just is so good it's just very gross when you say it like you could just say like pay him compliments i could pay i could shower him in compliments and pray oh my kelly (laughs) sorry too blue i could shower him freak and compliments he's just it's just now shower him now even just shower him sounds weird i could It's like really hard. Somebody said something. I wish I could remember who say said this and and cite them, but I can't. Uh, so they said this about the Star Wars movies that they all feel like really like tactile, like it like all the like laser guns and shit like feel like you could like pick them up, like you can like feel it mm. feels like everything in the movie has like weight to it. Yeah, um, and I feel like that way about this movie. Like there's like a cohesiveness in like the world where it like feels like really. Because there's something, like, appealing about um, zombie movies that it's, like, they're, like, um, suburban in a way or something. Or, like, where it's, like, it's, like, it's just, like, um, all, like, the landscapes are really, like, kind of, like, bleak and, like, mundane and um, normal. And that's what makes it, like, scarier. I don't know. I'm fucking rambling. The setup of having to, like, um, 
watch a family member die and then like having to kill them again when they become a zombie is great. That's just like such a I like watching this movie. I was like, this is such a good execution of the idea of a zombie, like making you have to kill all your own loved ones and shit. It's like, and you think the, that's that what a, it should be. a zombie comedy would like shy away from that. Like they they would like yeah. uh, like if, if, if it was like the fucking writers and directors of the fucking binge uh, what they would do is like kill off the main character's family immediately to like yes. rid themselves of that emotional baggage so that they can make teehees. Yeah. But uh, this movie, like, is I would consider this movie like a dramedy. Like, I mean, I guess yeah. that's not really. Yeah. Like a I didn't hot laugh take. that much watching this. I was more just like invested in the story. Like, right. it really wasn't like laugh out loud funny for me this time watching it. I mean, partly because I've seen the movie before, but like, yeah, like all the stuff with his mom is like. It's it's all played for laughs. Like his mom is like all all shuck aw shucks. Like I don't want to make a big fuss about being bitten by a zombie, mm-hmm. but uh, it works just as like good drama too. Like because the characters are so well drawn, you just like know these people are so cl- like so clearly set up that you just know who they are as a person right away, and it's great. Yeah, yeah. He actually cried during the scene when his mom died. Simon Pegg's mom died. Oh really? The character because he yeah him and Nick Frost both really cried for that scene because they were both just thinking about if their mom died not that yeah. crazy yeah but, but interesting it's not like for a comedy I, mean, I think that's like honestly what like a lot of like actors do to like fucking like get themselves into fucking cry mode i think that's like the easiest way is to it's think one of, of like way, yeah oh it's one of the easiest ways name 10 oh you think i mean <laughs> i can just just do it kelly Big go deal. for it you just cry or whatever you squint your eyes That's real one. hard yeah think you about put, a dog dying put some pepper in Three. your eyes four <laughs> chop hold some on, onions oh, oh hold on i gotta cut put some, pepper in my eyes some quick. onions chop up some onions or you can have a fucking pa do it underneath <laughs> no. frame yeah Drink a lot of water one day, and then it has <laughs> yeah, no choice but out. to come out of your eyeballs. <laughs> just you guys ever block your, your eyeballs? Block it. Get a <laughs> oh urethra God. plug. Kelly, you might be like, you might need to go to the hospital. But like, that's not good. It's not good. <laughs> it's totally normal. I looked it up. I looked it up on the dark um, web. It's normal. <laughs> okay. Super glue your urethra shut. Yeah, stab yourself. <laughs> it's not that hard to cry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drop a brick on your foot. <laughs> I think oh, we've done more than so, ten. Yeah, I'm that's more it. than ten. <laughs> so honestly, if you think about it, just to, just to close this off, Peg and Frost kind of took the easy way out. Yeah, honestly. they did. That's, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, they they, did. they cried like wussies, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Cry like a man and stab yourself. <sighs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, this movie though, as a spoof, um, which we can rate it also, but as a spoof, it's weird. This isn't like, um, like the meta narrative of the story is very spoofy. Like it's obviously doing a take on a a zombie movie, but it's not, it's not very spoofy the rest of the time, which I actually think it works in its favor as a spoof. It works in its favor that it's not super spoofy because like the concept is such a good parody of zombie movies that like, you don't need to do more than that. It just works the rest of the time. Like it's just such a good setup that you don't need anything. Yeah. It's like a combination of the writing and the directing and the framing of so many shots that keep it interesting that I like, if you watch an Edgar Wright film, you'll notice immediately the way he like can draw like uh, set up a story yeah. or like tell like his quick montage scenes are just sort of incredible. Like I feel like 
no one else in the industry is doing what he's doing with that type of stuff. You watch Hot Fuzz. We'll probably do. I hope we do Hot Fuzz at some point because I will. At some point. I will. We're going to do. I think we're going to do all of his movies at some point. Yeah. Because they're all basically parodies of stuff. Ooh, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim is, yeah. Uh, he So like what he does is um, he just zooms in on a lot of stuff. You barely even notice it as a viewer, but like it's all the imagery that he zooms in on or that he's using is so like correlated to the story he's trying to tell. Like when Simon Pegg's yeah. moving from the city to the countryside in Hot Fuzz, like he's showing the phone, going back and forth between the phone signal being really high to being really low, showing a plant and like just different sort of aspects of his transportation. Like it goes from train to like a bus to like a taxi cab, like just going more and more isolated with it. It's good. Turn this yeah. podcast off, throw <laughs> it in the garbage, unsubscribe. <laughs> And go watch this movie. Get your friends to subscribe. <laughs> this movie used to play on cable so much that I feel like, like yeah. from like from like I don't know, two thousand whatever when it came out to like uh, two thousand like twelve. I just like watched yeah. it like fucking constantly on cable, and then never watched it again until now. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah, I had the same experience as Kelly, where I just like I already knew I liked it, but just watching it again was just like wow. Yeah. Wowie. <laughs> like all the <laughs> all setup, all the callback. They do this one scene in the script where Simon Pegg is talking to Nick Frost while he's playing video games and he's saying like reload, upper left, nice shot was like the yeah. combo of words. Later on in the movie, Nick Frost says the same thing to Simon Pegg while he's shooting actual zombies. Just the little things. Just pepper. Little things. Oh my God. It's so good. Yeah. That's the thing. This movie has a really great attention to detail. Yeah. Like, like we we didn't want to compare this to the binge last week. It's got one to save it, but that's the big difference between the two movies. Is like you could watch this movie twenty times and find something new in it. Like, there's so much care. Everything is so cared for. Like, it's just so thought out. Like that is the and that's the thing. Like some of these some of the spoof movies we've watched. Sometimes they can feel like a little like they kind of just probably maybe wrote this one once and then they just like didn't think about it again kind of thing with some of the scenes. Where it's just like, ah, this feels like they're just making this shit up as they go along, which is such a, like, very bare criticism. But I just mean, like, in a movie like this, where it's very thought out and clearly they worked on the script and clearly they thought through these things. Like, it's really, I just really appreciate that whenever I watch a movie, you know, like, it matters. You're not going to believe this, but as a movie, 10 out of 10, uh, burn your phone. Send it back to Tim Apple. <laughs> Wait, subscribe before you burn your phone. Make sure you get your friends to subscribe. Yeah, to as Marty said, unsubscribe, burn your phone, send <laughs> no, it to Tim wait, Apple, no, send no. it to Tim Apple with a note that says, can't phone right now, watching Shaun <laughs> of the Dead. You should watch it too. Tell that to Tim Apple and then, yeah, watch the movie. Go on Netflix, whatever. It's not on Netflix. I don't know where it is. It's not. What's your rating as a spoof, Kelly? Uh, I don't know. Like, Who cares? Wow. It's not a big deal. We don't have to talk wow. about it. We don't have to talk about it. It's too cool. Too cool for a it's rating. Not, I mean, like, who cares? It's oh, 10 out of 10 movie. That's all you need to know. 10 hey. out of 10. Give it two thumbs up. Ebert and Roper are telling critics this is one of Kelly's top movies of the past 29 years of his life. <laughs> hey, Marty, go right there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as a spoof 10 out of 10, I, I just think like, like I said, like the meta that just once they came up with the concept, it's just a 10 out of 10 from there. Like they didn't need to do more than that. And even then the movie still does like play off the idea of the slacker, uh, as a zombie kind of trope the rest of the movie. And it's really well done throughout the whole movie as a movie, nine out of 10. I also love this movie, but 
you know, I've seen it like a million times. So this time it was just like, I really liked it, but I was also just seeing more of the falls. Oh my God. I was seeing more of the fault with it than I normally would. Scott. Hey, uh, as a spoof, uh, six out of 10. Um, cause you know what? It does riff on like, you know, there's some jokes on, Hey, what if there was zombies? (laughs) (laughs) But the, the underpinning of it, there's, but the dramatic tension is, is, um, I would say it's like, honestly, like a 60, 40 split of like, actually there's probably like more dramatic elements than, um, jokes or especially like zombie jokes, zombie jokes, maybe make up like, I don't know. 30, 35% if we want to really break it down. There here. might be more British culture jokes in this movie than there are like zombie jokes. That's what I'm know? saying. Like, or, yeah. or just like people, like people joke, relationship jokes. That's one of my, one of my personal favorite lines in the script is like, who has a car? And then one of the, he's asking, Simon Pegg is asking if either of his girlfriend's roommates have transport. And one of them says, Oh yeah, me. And then he, He's like, okay, where is it? And she's like, well, no, it's just a permit so that she can't drive. <laughs> and then the other guy just says, I don't see the point of having a car in London. And that's like his response to it. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's just fun writing. It's like, I, yeah. hey, city boy, get a car, <laughs> loser. There's yeah. a good Stone Roses joke in this movie. Lots of good stuff. Uh, so as a movie, 10 out of 10. Are you kidding me? This is like probably... Uh, aside from, let's say, Little Shop of Horrors, fucking Walk Hard. Phantom of Paradise. I don't know. We've watched a lot of good movies, but just as like, yeah. just as a movie, come on. This is really good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like Scott said, unsubscribe, delete all the downloads, <laughs> go back in time. He didn't say you. this. Oh, my God. <laughs> punch yourself, tell him not to listen to Spoof Scoops and oh novelty songs, and tell yourself to watch Shaun of the Dead instead. Uh, Scott. Yeah. It's my week off. I just wanted to let everyone know. I'm not doing anything this week. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, Marty. Oh, yes, Scott? It's your week on. <laughs> we're, we're flipping the script this week, people. That's right. We're doing, we're doing product first in an unprecedented fucking... We, we looked in the bylaws of the podcast, and it turns <laughs> out that... The lore of the cast... We are legally allowed to technically a dog can do. <laughs> oh my. Not implying that Marty's a dog. That's An a old dog thing. can do new tricks. If a dog wanted to do the novelty product segment they could separately, Marty can also do it uh as the second part. So Marty. You can lead this podcast to water and we will drink. Marty. For this week's novelty product and our first product of Spooftober. I decided to go with a staple of spookiness and a staple at your local haunted house, which will no longer be open this year due to COVID-19. It's It's a fog machine. (laughs) 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 Marty, oh my God, stop. It's too close to the camera. Put it it back. (laughs) You know I have a fog phobia. (laughs) Yes, it's a fog machine. All right, so let's get a paragraph from Wikipedia and then on to the quiz. That's crazy that Marty bought a fog machine just for the podcast. It's crazy that he wouldn't have that to make (laughs) movies with for special effects. It's just big money to spend for the pod. (laughs) A fog machine is a device that emits a dense vapor that appears similar to fog or smoke. Mostly you see this at haunted houses or, as Kelly is implying, in movie productions, that's right, because this is used to simulate fog, smoke, tons of stuff. People use, like, dry ice more nowadays sometimes, but, uh, 
Yes, you use like a combo of what is it exactly? Glycerin can be used to create the thing because you're not supposed to put water in a fog machine. You're supposed to put like a special kind of mixture uh, so you can distill glycerin to a proper amount, which I have seen people do before when there's no fog juice that they can find at your local party city. Uh, they'll use a distilled glycerin in an attempt. So yes, this week, a haunted house staple. So as is tradition, I have a little quiz and this quiz is dedicated to haunted houses. But... <laughs> There, there is, is a spooky, spooky twist. Ready? Stop! Stop! Wait. Stop! Stop! Just I'm stop, also, stop! 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 I'm not joking. You, I'm not joking. Might, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> you put I'm on not your joking. diapers. Stop! 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 <laughs> Quick. After you get a correct answer, I will ask you a follow-up question. If you get the follow-up question correct, you'll get two points. An incorrect answer will give you zero, zero points. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spooky so, twist. <laughs> That's a spooky twist. Scott and, you'll, I, you'll still find Scott out. and I are like notoriously socialist quiz takers. We just split them. <laughs> we just fucking, we don't care. Nah, you'll find out. You'll find out. All right. Question number one. In what country did the first simulated haunted house appear? Was it the United States, Yugoslavia, or <laughs> England? I'm going to say ring, ring, Scott? jolly old London town. Scott is correct. It is England. In Liphook, England, specifically. For our first spooky bonus question, what do I, Martin Kazibowski, find scarier, spiders or scorpions? Oh, I know this. You're like you're like uh, my buddy Ron Weasley. You hate the spiders. Ding, ding, ding. Scott gets two points total for the first question. In 2009, the cutting-edge haunted house in Fort Worth, Texas, was awarded... Largest haunted house in the world by the Guinness Book of World Records. It is located in a 100-year-old abandoned meatpacking plant. How long does it take to complete the haunted house? You're going to both guess, and we'll go whoever gets closest to the time. So how long does it take to get through the haunted house, the largest haunted house in the world? Oh, this, we just raw dog this one? Yeah, you guys both ding, just ding, guess. Ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. Kelly? Uh, four hours. Scott? Uh, I was going to guess an hour 45. Scott gets it. It takes 45 to 55 minutes to complete this haunted house generally. So Scott, for our second bonus question, what do I, Martin Kajabowski, <laughs> find scarier? Is the, If the last one is I have to compliment you, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Tall buildings or the ocean? Oh boy. Look into the camera. I need to look into your eye to figure this out. The ocean. Oh, incorrect. It is tall buildings. I Damn. am scared of tall buildings. So I get zero points for that? You get zero points. How, I, I want some elaboration scared. on why you're, how you're scared of them. Uh, like, heights. It, I'm scared of so heights. So you're scared when you're on the top floor? Yeah. Or high I, up? So not just being next to if one. If I... Is it? I can actually get a little bit of vertigo from looking at a tall Sometimes building. Sometimes I'm a little next bit. to a big tall building. I'm like right next to it. I'm like, dang, dude, if this tall building takes one step towards me, I'm toast. I'm going to fucking freak out. <laughs> if I'm underneath like a skyscraper, I do actually get a little scared about it falling on me. I'm, I'm, I'm not ashamed of it. They're pretty that. fragile. Nice humble brag. They're pretty fragile. <laughs> Question number three. In two, the score is two to zero, by the way. Scott got no points for question number two. In 2003, the Walt Disney Corporation released a film titled The Haunted Mansion based on their famous theme park attraction. The movie starred Eddie Murphy, and its budget was $90 million. Wow. How much did it make at the worldwide box office? You're going to both guess, and we're going to go closest to whoever gets it. 
So it cost 90 million. How much did it make worldwide? 15 million. I literally, wow, great minds. Uh, I'm going to say 16 million, and I feel dirty about this. It is dirty. It made $180 million worldwide. Wait, it made more money than, wait, how much did it spend? It cost 90 million to make it, made 180 worldwide. They duped everybody. Can't argue with those numbers. For our third and final spooky question, I have a ranker.com list of the scariest. So, wait, 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 yeah, what's. How many points this, do I get? This is the third and final spooky bonus question. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I have to, I alone do no, the no, ranker? No, you're, you're going to both do this one. I have a ranker list this of the scariest not, horror. These, why, so then how many points do I get for the like, last question? This is like if you're watching Inception and then at like the, the oh at like an hour and 45 minutes, oh my God. he comes I'm in and he's like, oh, is that one rule? Not it. Nope. Uh, sorry. God. I'm explaining. All right. right Hold on. I'm watching the trailer for Alfred Hitchcock's uh, Tall Building. (laughs) Okay. I have a ranker list of the scariest horror movie villains. Now, we're looking at just the top 10, and we're going to go back and forth between you. A correct answer is worth two points. An incorrect answer will set you back down to zero points total. Oh, my <laughs> so God. That's com- cumulative. So it's, that's why it's this so scary, because like you lose points. This is like the, the boo levels in Mario. Like, the rules here are <laughs> yes. a little topsy-turvy. <laughs> okay, so... Who wants to go first? I have all ten of them. We uh, I, How many do we want to go to? Let's just say... You get to guess three times. So if you get an incorrect answer, you're down to zero, but you can get up to six points from this. So Scott is up four to zero, I think, at the moment. So Jason from Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Number six, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Kelly gets the first one. This is horror movie villains, yes? Yes. I'm going to say Freddy Krueger. From Freddy versus Jason? Ding, ding, ding. From, no, from Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. So is Freddy still <laughs> on there from Freddy versus Jason? No, they only appear one time for their friends. Is Jason <laughs> X on there? This is not my guess, but I need to know if Jason X is on there. No, Jason Voorhees is on one time and you got him already. Okay. Scott got it correct. Number two, <laughs> Freddy Krueger. It's uh, leather Leatherface? Leatherface, number one. Kelly gets number one. Ding, ding, ding. Wow. Okay. Uh, there's one I, I'm genuinely curious is on there, but I'm just going to play it safe instead and say uh, my favorite SNL cast member, Michael Myers. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Number three. <laughs> I feel like you're going to get the top six guy. Or you're going to get, you're going to get for sure the top five of the top six. Kelly, your third guess. Jaws. Oh, Kelly's back down to zero points. Jaws is not on the list. <laughs> that's a that's a good. Um, that was a good guess. Legit, I could see it being on the list. Uh, okay, I'm curious. Is Hannibal Lecter on the list, Marty? Ding, ding, ding! Number five, Hannibal Lecter. I'm not done guessing. Spooky twist. Okay, we can keep going. Spooky twist is I'm not done guessing yet. <laughs> Let's go oh till I lose because I okay. um, I reign supreme at this a- quiz. Alien. From Alien vs. Predator. Ding, ding, ding. The Xenomorph is number eight on this list of yes. top ten movie yes. horror villains. Yes. All right. We said Freddy. Mm-hmm. We said Jason. We said Myers. Leatherface, Myers. Yep. Leatherface, Leatherface. Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Hannibal Lecter, Jason Voorhees, Xenomorph. And Jaws is not on the list. 
okay, I'm going to take us back to, uh, you know, where, where it all started and say uh, the king of the <laughs> night himself, uh, Mr. Count Dracula. Ooh, Dracula, surprisingly, not in the top ten. Not surprisingly. This not list is disgraceful. not Scott scary. Is, Scott goes back down to zero. All right. Uh, now I choose to end the quiz. That was the, the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly wins two to zero. Oh no, 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 one more, one more. Jigsaw. Okay. Incorrect. Kelly's back down All right, to zero. Now I choose to end the quiz. Give me the list. Give me one through ten. Okay. Yeah, give it. So number four is Pennywise the Clown. Oh, okay. that's a good one. Number seven, this is the one you would never have gotten, Regan McNeil, who is the possessed girl from The Exorcist. Yeah, because it's really it's Pazuzu who's really doing the heavy Pazuzu lifting Pazuzu was there. also listed at, like, number 20. I was like, why would you list the little girl? Yeah, because the girl's the not demon? really doing it. Yeah. yeah she's nice. Um, yeah. Is number 10 Airbud? Number 9 is Samara from The Ring. Okay, so number 10 is Airbud. All right, Scott, do you number have a song? Number 10. <laughs> <laughs> number 10. Pinhead Technically, a dog Hellraiser. can be a horror villain. That's true. Cujo. Cujo was on the list at like down at like number fifteen or something. There's nothing in the rules that says a dog can't be a horror. That's true. That does it for the for the, the spooky, spooky fog machine, machine quiz this week. Airbud, you know 13th. what's scary? You know what's scary, guys? Gambling, what's scary, Scott. Gambling oh, is scary. Gambling is scary. And in its early days, uh, there was a. Uh, a, a a fun game that we all three know and love that was considered gambling and was outlawed for many decades, but it's not gambling, it's pinball, baby. Come on. A ding ding, a ding ding tilt. <laughs> there's there's tons of skill involved with pinball, but originally you used to um there were no flippers and so it was like a betting It's thing. like Pochinko. What does that have to do with today's novelty song, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. Today's novelty song is, you might remember this from Sesame Street. It's Pinball Number Count by the Scissor Sisters. Uh, this is a funky, and I'm, I'm going to say it, chunky little tune. Uh, l- let me pull up my notes here. Pinball Number Count, released in 1977 by the Pointer Sisters, was composed by Walt Kramer and arranged by Ed Bogus. It was performed uh, by, this is the third time I'm saying it, the Pointer Sisters, and also various uh, Bay Area jazz musicians did the backing track. Uh, when you hear the music, you'll notice there are like, you know, jazz and funk uh, influences, lots of weird time signatures, but then. Um, this was featured on Sesame Street with an animation by Jeff Hale that uh, it just showed a little pinball going through all these crazy contraptions, counting uh, 1 through 12. So uh, while you're hearing this, imagine a little pinball scooting around a track, counting. It's getting knocked around by like a little mechanical bear with a golf club. It's pinball number count. Let's have a listen. Wow, I can't believe the Scissor Sisters did that one. That's crazy. Oh, listener, I fucking did it again. 
It's not the Scissor Sisters, which I said three what? times. <laughs> I said three times and made a bit about how often I was saying it, not realizing I was wrong the whole time. It's the Pointer Sisters. The Pointer Sisters, disco icons. Oh, I fucked up. It's that the makes more sisters. sense to me. Mm, I don't Very know good. what to believe. I think, uh, I think I'm going to believe what I want to. Sorry. <laughs> Do your own research, okay? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not here I'm to just tell you, give you one letter. I'm not here to tell you if the Scissor Sisters did or did not do pinball counting, okay? Whatever. Yeah, here's here's what I'll say. We're talking about a lot of numbers. Let's talk about a letter. We're talking Q, okay? Guys, I have a fun game for us. I'm ready for it. It was the Pointer Sisters. I just want to say that one more time. Fun game. Uh it's we're going to count. Okay. Here's how the game works. I don't have a name for it. I heard this on another podcast and uh, could not find the rules online. I typed in a bunch of search queries and could not find this game, so I just kind of made up the rules. Here's how it works. <clears throat> We're going to count to 12, uh, each of us going one at a time in a circle. Uh, each each round of us counting to 12, it's going to be somebody's turn. On your mm-hmm. turn, you can pick a number and turn that number into a word or phrase. Like, if it was my turn and Marty was before me, and he said seven, instead of saying eight, I could say potato skins, and then Kelly would say nine after that. And so then the next time that we go through one through 12, when we get to eight, whoever is saying it, they have to say potato skins instead of eight, or they are out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. They play this on three dumb, I believe, is the... I'm guessing that's where you heard this. Uh, beep over that. Beep over that, Marty. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so we'll say uh, since Marty uh, scorned me just now, it's <laughs> Kelly's turn first. So, Kelly, when it gets to you and you're going to say a number, you can change that number into uh, any word or phrase you would like. Short phrase. Uh, so I'll start, and it's going to go me, Kelly, Marty, me, Kelly, Marty. <clears throat> One. Two. Three, four, five, six, seven, Scatman, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one. How did this go? Oh shit, it's divisible by three. Eh, whatever. So now I'll go first. But it's Marty's. No, let's do. No, <laughs> let's do 11. Let's do it. I wanted to do 12 because it goes with the song, but I don't want us to each have the same number each time or it's going to be too easy. We're counting to 11 from here on okay. out. Eight is Scatman. Hey, guess what? Yeah. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Scatman. Nine. Oh, uh, Marty, it's your turn, by the way. Uh, ten. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's your turn the next time we go through. Okay. Ten. Oh, I got confused. I got confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ten. I fucked up. I fucked up. No, no, no. It's it's all good. Ten. Eleven. So now um, it's one to you, Marty. Uh, I'm gonna turn number eleven into. No, no, no. Um, no it's you. You don't say it until you get to it. Like when you're gonna count the number, you say. Okay, fine. So you can only change. You can only change the number that's coming to you. Okay, Jesus fish. Okay, so Jesus fish is one. Gotcha. Okay, two, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Scatman, uh, nine, 
10. <laughs> 11. So now it's my turn, Kelly, starting on one. So wait, uh, I start on one. Incorrect. Yeah. It's Jesus All Fish. All right, I'm out. He's out. He's out. He's out. <laughs> Jesus Fish. Two. Three. Four. Five. Uh, lucky Dog. Seven. Potatoes. Fuck. <laughs> that oh was my the God, example I gave. The fuck. <laughs> All right, let's start over. Let's start over. I think right, okay, we're all we're all we're getting, getting the, the rules. Flow. We're all getting we're the rules. We're getting the flow. Okay, one through eleven. Yeah, <clears throat> and and Kelly, Kelly, it's your turn to change it first. One, Skrillex. <laughs> Two, you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he's out. I'm too. Skrillex Wait, start two. over again. You you were supposed to say yeah. three there, Marty. Oh oh okay. I got. I sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, technically you would lose but yeah since it's so early on okay. <laughs> thank you thank you for being so nice mm -hmm. four five six seven eight nine ten eleven marty's turn peanut butter skrillex three <laughs> four five six seven eight nine ten eleven Peanut butter. Skrillex. Three. Four. Five. Laser gun. Uh, seven. Eight. <laughs> Nine. Ten. Eleven. Peanut butter. Skrillex. Three. Four. Five. Laser gun. Seven. Appalachia. Nine. <laughs> Ten. Eleven. Peanut butter. Skrillex. Three. Four. Five. Laser gun? Uh, Tennessee. Appalachia. Uh, nine. Ten. Eleven. <laughs> Who's up first? You. You are. Peanut butter. Skrillex. Nougat caramel treat. <laughs> uh, four? Five. Laser gun. Tennessee. Appalachia. Ten? Nope. No. Nine. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, so Kelly, you said nine. Ten? Eleven. Peanut butter. Skrillex. Three? Nope. Nougat. Caramel. Yeah, caramel. Nougat oh, tree. Right. Damn it. Woo! Kelly wins. All I right. I, let's oh, do it. Let's game. do it two or three more times, and then we can be done. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Just Please, no. Please, no. Please, no. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, I'm exhausted already. Uh, all right. That that's going to... What I a think, game to end I on. I think... What Marty's yeah. hinting at is that's going to do it for us. <laughs> what? I thought we had another hour in the studio, guys. Oh, God. I booked us four hours today. Yeah, you at know, the studio. At the studio. That we're it's all kissing at. Kelly, we're going to do four hours total this month. Over the course of the next three weeks, you're going to get 
another hour of spoof scoops and novelty songs covering more, more spooky, spooky, spooky topics. Why can't we rename? Seriously, you have to stop, Marty. You're scaring me too much. It's too late. I need to go to bed soon. You can't keep doing this. Also, probably a bad time to bring up the name that like Spooftober is great, but why don't we just call it Spook Scoops and Novelty? Oh, that's too hard. Never oh, mind. I don't want to no, do that. No, the, no, Spooks and the Goofs oh, is a very difficult combo. Yes, I, I think you yeah. might regret that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's. I have a quick question for you guys. I have a quick question. I have a quick question. Yeah. I have a quick What's question. What's your question? Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of spread are you guys preparing for uh, Spooftober Feast this year? <laughs> Charge Spooftery. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, a, a horn of Spooftopia. <laughs> <laughs> this I'm, is awful. I'm, I'm preparing... Uh, um, um, Ashton Kutcher's punk, punk, <laughs> punkton pie. That's gonna do it for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we really, really appreciate it.